Chapter 40, Sheet Music. My presentation on Tuesday goes very well. Instead of using animation or movie clips as I thought, I might I'd stop my slideshow midway and present a little melodrama, a short old-fashioned play that has lots of scary action, just like the plays that Louisa May Alcott used to perform with her family and like the characters performed in her books. I thought of asking Sasha and Keisha and maybe even Daniel to help me with the performance, but in the end, I decided to play all the parts myself. This time I'm trying to make my classmates laugh, and I succeed. I knew that I wanted to end my presentation with one of Louisa May Alcott's quotes. At first I was going to use this one. Far away in the sunshine are my highest aspirations, and I may not reach them, but I can look up and see their beauty, believe in them, and try to follow where they lead. But finally I decide on this one. My book came out, and people began to think that topsy-turvy Louisa would amount to something after all which didn't remind me of Yana, it reminded me of myself. When my presentation is over, Mr O pulls me aside to tell me that not only have I done well, but I've also satisfied the requirement for attendance at the Greg sleepover. Thankfully, my good citizenship, or lack of, was never mentioned by anyone. On the night of the fifth grade sleepover, droves of kids arrive at Eastland Elementary with sleeping bags in their arms. I've no sooner gotten out of Yana's car when Daniel grabs me. Are you going to help me free Gerald, he asks. No way, I say. He'd never survive. Jump from the bleachers? I don't get a chance to object because at that moment Sasha pulls me away. Hurry, she says. The girls are sleeping in the library and we won't get a good spot unless we spread our sleeping bags out now. Meet me in the art room at nine, Daniel says. Ugh, I think, suspecting what Daniel wants. The art room is close to be polished math hallway. After claiming our place in the mystery section of the library, Keisha, Sasha and I head to the cafeteria for dinner. The teachers wearing their own crazy hats are serving us pizza from boxes tonight. I laugh when I see Miss Finch wearing a hat piled high with birds. I'm at a table surrounded by girls I've known most of my life. We're recalling Eastland memories, laughing at all the silly things that happened over the years. Just as I start to remind everyone of how frightened we were in the first grade when Smokey the Bear came to school, I hear someone singing. Others hear it too, and we turn to see where the music is coming from. It's Daniel. Of course it's Daniel. He's standing on a bench trying to lead the entire fifth grade class in a chorus of Eensy Wincy Spider, a kindergarten song. No one joins in. I look to the teachers hoping that they'll stop him and his humiliation. I think he'll still get to check off number five on his bucket list. They don't stop him and he moves on to sing five little monkeys jumping in the bed. All five verses. A few kids make the hand notions but none will join in the singing. Daniel looks at me as to say, come on, Ari, I sat in the front hallway behind you at the craft table. You owe me this. And I do owe him this moment. I know I do, but I can't do it. I can't bring myself to sing. Daniel finishes Five Little Monkeys and there's silence. I guess everyone is wondering what he'll do next. If I've learned anything this year, it's that Daniel Huber is persistent. He starts to sing Food Group Boogie and a few kids laugh. A few quiet voices join in. I look over at Sasha to see if she's rolling her eyes. She glances at me, and then without saying a word, she jumps up and starts singing and dancing along with Daniel. Then she gives me the biggest, brightest smile, which says, I bet you didn't expect this. I sure didn't, not for a moment, but there's lots that I didn't know about Sasha, and lots that she still doesn't know about me. And I make a quick wish that we'll have lots of time together at Carter to learn all those things. Her actions are contagious. Food group boogie is just wild enough, just bizarre enough that everyone in the room eventually gets to the feet and join them, even me. We go from singing food group boogie to if you're happy and you know it, then the hokey pokey. 
Not one student sits out. I catch Hannah's eye across the cafeteria and we exchange smiles. Daniel reminds all of us that tonight, despite our plans for the future, we're all Eastland Tigers. It's nine o'clock and I'm nervous. Was Daniel serious about him meeting in our art room? The entire fifth grade is gathered in the auditorium watching a movie. If I slip out and get caught wandering the halls, I worry I'll blow any last chance I have getting accepted to Carter. Still, I feel like I already let Daniel down once tonight and I don't want to do it again. I get up from my chair in the gym and move toward the back door, hoping that any teaching watching me will just assume that I'm heading to the girls' room. The halls are dimly lit and tonight totally silent, and I don't mind admitting that I'm afraid. I keep expecting someone to jump out of the shadows and catch me breaking the rules, but no one does. Daniel's in the art room looking at one of the painting books when I walk in. Even though he's expecting me, he jumps. I'm not going to slide down the math hallway, I say, and I really don't think Gerald would do well out in the wild. He doesn't respond. Instead, he blushes as he holds out a small silver wrap box. I've given up on the list for now, he says, but I don't want you to open this in front of anyone else in case you hate it. The last thing I expected was a present. It's not my birthday, or even if it were, I wouldn't expect Daniel to get me anything. My fingers shake a little as I open it. Inside the box is a necklace with a little silver snowflake charm, which sparkles little glitter. Holy moly. Daniel, thank you, I whisper. It's perfect. Daniel beams. Then he takes hold of my hand and walks me back to the gym. I don't object.